How the hell's everyone doing tonight? Disoriented and discombobulated. Oh no. Stuffy and a little tired. Oh no. <laughs> Who are we? What are we doing? What is our goal in life? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Surat, what's your existential crisis? Again, I don't have one. Oh, well, if it helps, everything we do is meaningless in the light of the inevitable heat death of the universe. Yes. I think it kind of does, actually. You know that meme, or it's like a picture of two guys on a bus, and one's looking out at the happy field, and the other one's, and he's all happy, and the other guy's looking at the sad mountainside that's just like a rock face right next to the... Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love the one that it's like, the happy guy is looking, he's happy because life is meaningless, and the sad guy is sad because life is meaningless. Goes both ways. What if both of those guys were wearing astronaut suits and one guy had a gun to the other guy's head? Which guy would that be? <laughs> the happy one? You... That's the question. I feel like you're missing the format, but, you know. I don't know if that meme format applies to here. No, no, I'm trying to uh, <laughs> overlap some memes and, and uh, get to you know, yeah. deeper truth. Always have been. I love mixing shit like that. Yeah, always have been. <laughs> and yeah. I like mixing idioms, like, uh, you can lead a horse to a glass house, but you can't make him jump a gift shark in the mouth. Alright, that's too many. It's either one or the other. What if the gift shark was, uh, wearing Riker's beard? And he'd step over a chair before he sat down? <laughs> Seriously, who are, who are we and what are we doing? Well, you are the grappled caster. Oh, yeah. Here we are again, at the Ruby Phoenix Tournament, in Martial Matters, episode... Say a bunch of numbers, yeah, cover them all. <laughs> episode 8675309, and you're in the middle of a heated battle. After the first day of the tournament turned into a vomit fest, at the feast where the wine was poisoned... Day two, you guys are feeling a lot better, those of you that were affected by it at all, and you're in your second official bout of the tournament against the beautiful Ganya Vesha in what we call the Trial of the Three Towers. When we come back to the map here, you had all but taken out all of Ganya Vesha's lackeys, the monks that she was fighting with. Two of them are down, and one had just fallen off of the, the tower. Ganyavesha is at the top of the largest tower, 40 feet up in the air, surrounded by blue scale, rakurai, and nutmeg, while Ichabod is flying around near the center of the arena. Uh, looks like she's got some ball lightnings on her. I think he has fly, but he's standing on top of this tower. Um, the one thing I don't see, did we write down all our buffs from last time? Usually you make us do that, and I'm, uh, I'm scrolling through, and I don't see all those. Did we write them down somewhere else? Hmm, we might have... might be in the Discord. My buffs are on my character sheet. I, I could read them all to you if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So we've got haste up... Uh, there's a bless up, and 
cards. Uh, bark skin. I don't know if I cast it on myself or someone else cast that. Yes, I have all those. Okay, and then um, personal buffs. I've also got a large person in displacement and fly. Oh, you also have displacement. Yes. What is uh what is Tamravena's character? She, or what is uh <laughs> Tamravena? Mixing games here. What does her character sheet say? Yeah, I'm gonna keep that to myself. Ah, damn it! Almost got him. What, is she still blinking at this point? Yes, you can see that. Well, why don't we just hop right back into it? And looks like we're at the top of round seven, and Ichabod Slain is up first, standing solo in the center tower, forty feet up. I mean, that's awesome. Um, shout out to our listener, Mike, for pointing out everything we've done wrong in all of these combats, because we've done a lot wrong in all of these combats. And, uh, you know, I don't usually play <laughs> casters, and I'm really glad that he... Uh... Iterative attacks still aren't actions. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. He pointed out so many things. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. It's about time somebody is calling us out on our fuck-ups and bullshit. <laughs> he was saying something the other day about the spell resistance versus ball lightning, and we had continued to roll it, but I think that I failed the first time. Or, or she had passed the first time, right? So that means that she's essentially immune to these ball lightnings. Is that what I was reading? That's how it sounded, yeah. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah, because that, that changes a bunch of what I was going to do. I mean, these ball lightnings are essentially fucking worthless. Um, you know, honestly, I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do at this point. She pretty much can do anything she wants uh, without me being able to do anything I want. Um, so let's try something else out. I am going to cast another spell and I think if I'm reading this right I want to do a targeted dispel on her again and I want to take away that blink okay so I make one dispel check 1d20 plus my caster level and you must name the specific spell to be targeted in this way. If your caster level check is equal or higher than the DC, it ends. Okay. Yeah, I want to do Dispel Magic against that blink so that it makes it much easier for you guys to hit her. And I call out blink, essentially. What a, do you need me to roll a Knowledge Arcana to make sure that that's correct? Or are we just going to understand that that's blink? I mean, he's a pretty high caster. Um, it's on your spell list, so I'm going to say that you're familiar with it. Okay, so whatever her DC is. So let's have the caster level check. Okay, D20 plus my caster level check is... Oh, okay, 14 on the die plus a 10 is a 24 to dispel. All right, so 10 plus 4 for charisma bonus plus caster level 7 is... 21. Fuck yeah. She stops blinking, baby. Wait, why you added her caster level in there? Spell level. Okay, so it's uh, a 3 instead of a 7. Either way, it passes. She does stop blinking in and out of existence 
Alright, Ichabod, any move actions or dialogue? Um, move action. I don't really want to get closer to her and just rub those balls on her face, I guess. They don't move. The blue, the blue lightning rubs all over her face. And then, um, no, I'm good. That's my turn. Yeah, the ball lightning starts bouncing off of her. You can see her smirking. We'll just play it as though the last spell resistance didn't go for ease of retcon. <laughs> I don't think any of them hit, so it doesn't really matter. It looks like Ganyavesha is up next, and she in kind of a tight spot, but she still looks pretty confident in herself. So she's enlarged. So is Blue Scale. Blue Scale is flanking on the other side of Rakurai and Nutmeg. And she's right in the middle. Uh, She is going to full attack her dancing partner, Blue Scale. Alright, we're looking at three attacks. Bring it. Let me open my beautiful dice box and get a whiff of that sweet wood. Alright. Um, I looked it up. That one is cherry and old knotty pine. Just for you, buddy. Ooh. That's nice. Alright. First attack. Uh, that's gonna be a 23. Nope. Her next attack is gonna be a... 35. Uh, 50% mischance. Oh, okay. Here we go. Alright, she got an 86. So that goes through. And here we go. That's gonna be 13 damage. Heard. And her last attack. Ooh, is a possible crit. But it's not an automatic hit. It's a 31. Uh, that does not hit. It does, however, almost hit me, which makes me lose my crane bonus until my next turn. Or at least my enhanced crane bonus until next turn. But that also provokes an attack of opportunity. Alright. With a crane repost. Hawak. Um, so she's getting a scimitar swing on her face. That is a 37. That'll hit. She is going to take 16 points of damage right back to her face. It's like a little dance. Alright, is it literally in her face? Yeah. No one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> uh, roll me a perception check. So 12 on the die for a 22. So you notice with your strike, you got a good hit off of her, but... It seems like uh, you did not cut as deep as you feel like you should have with that clean hit. Your skin is resilient in some way. Yeah, maybe like sparks fly off of it a little bit. But you do manage to get a, a little bit of a cut on her. And she's like, wipes the blood away. And she's like, oh, that's more like it, pretty boy. Bring it on. And then the monk all the way down on the ground. He's going to run over to this ladder and start climbing up. He can get halfway up the second ladder on the middle tower. With his what, like 120 foot movement speed? 
Holy shit. That was only 50 feet. But moving at half speed? You move 20 feet, and then we'll say 40 to get up the first ladder, uh, which would be his movement speed. Uh, he has a movement speed of 60. Uh, so doing a double move, he could actually get further. Monks. What are you going to do? I'm going to give... Well, Ichabod, you're not, you don't have a weapon out, do you? I don't. So you would get an attack of opportunity, I would say, but as he comes up, he's going to see you and then quickly scramble up onto the platform and he's not going to be able to attack you, but he's going to like back up away from you like surprised. Can I give him an unarmed strike? Can I, can I try to slap his bald head as he runs by? <laughs> not unless you have improved unarmed combat. That's true. I do not. <laughs> Flavor slap. <laughs> and that's his turn, though. Ooh, good game, big boy. <laughs> I'll allow that. Blue Scale is up next. Blue Scale is going to spend a round of his growing claws and big old teethies. I think this is the first time he's ever done this while visible. Yeah. So everyone gets to see, like, the, was it American Werewolf in London transformation? Oh, yeah. So the bones, the cracking of bones, as his, like, claws and talons extend from the end of his hands, and his head gets all distended and stretched out and forms into the shape of, like, a dragon head. Awesome. First time his teammates are seeing it, even. Oh, yeah. Then he is going to a five-foot step up and just take a full-round attack on the giantess. Nice. <laughs> Way to not remember her name. I didn't either. <laughs> so here they come. Uh, first one. That is a 32. <laughs> With a natural 9. Yes, uh, I I currently have a plus 23 to hit on my primary attack. Wow. That's just a little bit more than she has. Well, then it's a good fight. So that is uh, 14 points of slashing damage. Second attack. With haste, this is also a full BAB. That's a 19 plus, so that'll hit. That threatens critical. 16 should confirm. Yes, sir. Uh, so that will be 2d8 plus 20. So that's 26 points of slashing damage. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Third attack. That is a 29 to hit. Oh yeah, that misses. 29 misses. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. That misses. I, it's hard to tell sometimes. You're like, oh, yeah, that misses, but nope, that totally hits. Sometimes it's like, ooh, <laughs> that's not going to hit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, on to the natural attacks. Bite attack coming in. That is a 27, so I believe that's a miss. Yes, sir. And a claw attack is a 25. Miss G7. Oof. Okay. One of these days, I'll stop fighting defensively and get another plus two to hit. That was pretty sweet. You're though. adding in flanking, yeah? Oh, no, I did add in flanking to those. That's plus two to all those. All right, so the 29 would have hit. Okay, that was on 11, so it didn't threaten critical or anything. Um, so that is a D8 plus 10. That's another 17 points on that hit. Holy shit, bro. All right. <laughs> You're putting some scratches into her iron-like flesh. And sparks are flying off as you scrape across. He's chipping away. Drawing blood. I don't have time for arts and crafts. I'm going to fight. <laughs> All right. Good round. Nice one. 
Uh, Nutmeg Wanderfoot is up next. Nutmeg is standing just beside and slightly behind Rakurai, and they have this strategy worked out. Nutmeg just reaches in there with his glaive goose arm, with reach pole arm, and tries to just aid Rakurai by distracting her. Here's the roll. So, 27 to hit, uh, a, a, te- a 10, so that'll be successful aid. All right. Nutmeg has the helpful trait, so this aid is a plus four. There we go. It's only going to affect the first of Rakurai's full round attacks with his katana, so I'm not going to apply that buff. It only makes sense when there's one attack, but Rakurai comes in just with this practical flurry of katana attacks. It's not a flurry of blows, but four attacks. Here we go. The first one. Oh, let's gozel. Is a natural 20. Look at that. Yes, we're Holy all lo- we're all looking at this. The first one is a natural 20 and then it confirms. Sorry, the first one was a natural 17 which threatens and then confirms with a natural 20. Uh, the second one threatens with a natural 18 but probably does not confirm with a mechanical 24. Does not confirm. All right. The third one threatens with a 17, but definitely doesn't confirm with a 12. And then the last one threatens with a 16, and then I think it confirms with a 39. Oh, wow. Yep. (laughs) Sure does. Nice. Dude, let's fucking gozle. Those are huge. So So that's two critical hits. And that is going to be, let's see, time for some math. The first strike that hits and crits is a 51. And then the second one that landed is going to be a 45. Woo! Damn. Damage each? Yeah. I got damn. I mean, it's like 90-something. Rakurai says, don't turn your back on me. Wow. 45, okay. She's, those, you slice her in the back, get really good hits on her, and she does not look good after that. Pack it in, folks. There's not really anything to see after that. Holy shit. That was a good round, bro. My god. Some huge damage. Damn, look at those dice rolls. I've got to take a screenshot of that. Dude, that's <laughs> fucking... There, that's a lot of green, man. <laughs> it looks... That's, that's <laughs> fucking good, yeah. dude. Man, it's it's hard for the listener, though, because they can't see the... Uh, they can't see the tree, but... Um, when it pops up, I guess I should wait for you to say them, but it's too hard not to when I saw that much green. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh wait, the the second attack also hit for twenty three. It just didn't confirm. Sweet, yeah, twenty twenty four, twenty seven, twenty three. Fifty one damage, twenty three damage, and then forty five damage. Yes. God damn. Well, 
She uh, still looking so confident? Let's... Let me do some math real quick. Swing, swing, swing! Never turn your back on me. Go do some math. You guys play, um... It's the one that all the kids like. Fortnite? It's the one where you jump out of the bus. Yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite, thank you. I was gonna say Fallout. You ever play Fortnite? A little bit. Can't say I have. No. Oh, really? It's kind of fun. It's like kind of cartoony first-person shooter, but they have these, like, emotes. And, like, when you kill somebody, it's funny to, like, do the emotes. What would Rakurai's em emote be? Um, angry frown? <laughs> He's just angry frowns. Does that, that, that qualify? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's, like, a million emotes. Like, uh... The one that I like is I get in a little train car and I drive around their dead body. <laughs> that, that's the one that I like. Mm -hmm. All right, so... Rakurai comes up around the center post of this platform and just absolutely decimates Ganyavesha from behind as she is focusing on Blue Scale. His wife is watching. Oh man, you're gonna have to explain that to her. And uh, she takes a knee with massive gashes in her back, and she spits up some blood. It's like, well, didn't see you coming. I, I surrender. Do the cool sword sheath thing. And it's Rakurai's turn. <laughs> Rakurai does sheath his sword and says, "We accept your surrender." Ichabod slain. There's still another combatant that hasn't gone yet. Um, Ichabod Slain, seeing all of that, seeing her take a knee, and after that Kill Bill-style spray of blood from the other side of the arena is what I'm imagining in my head, will just back up 15 feet into the middle of the air and prepare to cast a spell if... Um, the monk does not surrender. The monk who is still alive. Just in case. So, to, to do that, you have to cast the spell, and then you hold it, and then you can, like, finish, uh, like, release it as the reaction, but you still have to expend the spell slot to do that. Okay, that's fine. I got tons of spell slots. Not a big deal. Yeah, so you just have to, yeah, just announce what spell you're, you're holding, you know, like, what the trigger is. Oh. Okay, uh, I was going to unleash a snowball. And what is the trigger? If this monk, the only monk that is left, if he decides not to surrender, I will unleash a snowball. It does not sound very intimidating. No. Can actually describe it? I, I agree. <laughs> He doesn't surrender. I'm going to throw a snowball at him. <laughs> it's a really, really fucking big snowball. It's got a rock in it. How, how big is it? What's this look like? It's it's yellow. It's about two feet in diameter, and it might have a couple of rocks in it. So now I'm just imagining uh, Ichabod, like, you know, like when you're like starting to make a snowman, and you like, start rolling the ball around on the ground? Yeah, it's, but he's, he's just like flying in a circle, rolling up a snowball, just eyeing this dude. Exactly. He's flying in a circle, rolling up a snowball in the middle of the air. <laughs> well, I gave him a perception check to see if he saw that happen and heard that. And he did. 
and he's going to sheath his weapon and take a knee. Smart. The crowd goes wild. I'm going to throw the snowball straight up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Roll a luck roll to see if it comes back down your head. pissy snowball. Okay. Sounds fun, actually. I kind of like that. Luck roll. Uh, Where are those dice? Oh, shit. That's 22. Is that pissy rock-filled snowball come down on my head? He'll take (laughs) five damage. So the crowd goes wild as it's clear the grappled caster is the winner of this bout. And as the pissy rock-filled snowball lands on (laughs) Ichabod's head, the emissary comes forward to address the crowd in his unnaturally loud, booming voice. The winners are the grappled caster! Rah! The crowd goes wild. <laughs> the kitty litter s- stands up. I forgot the, we called him that. Standing <laughs> ovation style. Standing objection to being called yeah. that. Yeah. Ganya Vesha. Yeah. I say, Blue Scale's going to offer her a hand to, you know, stand back up. And Rockeroy mm-hmm. just bows to her and says, Lady Ganya Vesha, you were a challenging opponent. Oh, you snuck up on me. I was attacking you for several rounds straight. I don't know how you didn't notice me. You fought valiantly. I did last episode fighting you and started this episode fighting you as well. (laughs) Yeah, she definitely should have tried to get out of this being surrounded situation instead of fighting. I reaped the mechanical benefits of flanking for several attacks. I forgot, it's been a long time. Episodic. (laughs) <laughs> non an episodic <laughs> memory <laughs> we've got quite the moves when you're not violently vomiting everywhere but you know sometimes you just can't keep up there's no shame in that <laughs> she blushes a little bit well thank you for accepting my surrender and she'll take your hand helping her up and she'll pull out a potion drink it and like some of her wounds will close up and she'll look a little better and she attacks yeah. I think I might want to go rest for a while. Good fight, everyone. Um, Nutmeg's standing there, and Rockerai kind of slaps him, and Nutmeg says, uh, l- l- Lady, um, l- Lady Ganyavesha, if you would wait just a moment, and Nutmeg channels energy to heal everyone. And let's see what we can get out of that. Nice. <laughs> um, there was a one in there, so it comes out red. But that's that's ten positive energy for everyone around us. All right. And um, yeah, she will shamefully <laughs> start climbing down the towers. Um, maybe even with you guys. I don't know. Nah, I got too much panache for that. I'm flying down while kind of like just arms up, like waving in the cheers from the crowd. Adoration. <laughs> Playing it up for the crowd. Yeah, and you seem to be a crowd favorite at this point. Being extremely successful in all of your matches so far. As you all come down from the towers, the emissary walks down the steps from his uh, platform that he's standing on to meet you. Uh, next to King Zhen, the Oni. 
And Martha Zan was with them. He's standing behind them, just clapping and looking all giddy like a schoolboy that you guys won. And the emissary is holding a long weapon with a cloth over it. He's like, You have been fighting extremely well. As a reward for your victory in this second bout, I offer you this. So he removes the cloth, and it is a beautifully crafted glaive gasarm with intricate designs of dragons running all along the shaft and the blade. Nutmeg's eyes go wide. Oh, and it's small size just for me. He picks it up gingerly. and Thank you so much. Yeah, that seems odd. <laughs> yeah, for some, <laughs> for some reason it's small. You're like, here's your prize, but maybe it's worth a fucking shit ton, right? A plus two uh, glaive gasarm's got to be worth like eight or you know eight or nine grand, right? In okay. Gold piece. All right. Sorry. Re- rewind that. Oh, it's medium size, but it but it has effortless lace on it, which allows me to use it even though I'm small. Thank you. It's beautiful. I accept. <laughs> now it's like a. 20k, right? Isn't effortless lace like a expensive <laughs> as fuck? Got him. Let's just say it's small sized. <laughs> the emissary will say, Master Wonderfoot, I noticed while your weapon is finally made, it's not quite as nice as your teammates. Hopefully, this will benefit you in the coming days of the tournament. Bye, Kyrgyz. Thank you so much. The emissary kind of bows. He looks over at King Zhen for a second, and then King Zhen also bows. And they return back up the stairs to the seat where the emissary sits. And Martha Zan comes down. He's like, I didn't doubt you for a second. Real dumb if you did. I just know you're going to win. I believe I will be having dinner at Yon Loy's noodle house later if you would like to join me. Seems like that's the only place to eat in town, but uh, of course we'll be joining you. Is that place still open? It is. I'm sure they'd open for us either way. We're famous, and I'm starving. I mean, after what happened yesterday, I'm surprised they have the nerve. Yes, of course. Actually, just this afternoon, a number of clerics shipped in, so to speak to inspect all of the Noodle House's food before it is served. I assure you, should be safe. It's still, like, late afternoon. If there's anything you guys would want to do until, like, dinner time. Mm. Such as? You know, you could talk to people, explore the island. uh... There's also the archery contest uh, that is still going on uh, just outside of the pavilion. Are there any more bouts going on today? There's one more match in the Grand Pavilion today, and um, I don't remember if I gave a name for the Dwarven team. Is Big Fat Fatty fighting in it? Is that the one that poisoned us? No. No, the Dwarves, I think, got poisoned too. Yeah, yeah. Which is the team that poisoned us? They were mixed. I don't think you know their team name, but they were the ones, we've been calling them the Golden League team because you heard from Martha Zan that they're involved in a gambling syndicate, the Golden League. 
Ah, the Golden Leaks. Where are the Golden Leaks? Did they did they have a bout today? Uh, yes, they did. Uh, but it was during your exhibition match, it looks like. Great. Just wondering. Wondering where my, uh, my goblin friend is at. If he has any pieces of roofing still stuck in his teeth. Okay. And who are they fighting today? They're fighting a team called Naga's Children. Hey, you're not familiar with that team. What do you guys think about doing the archery thing and then coming back and watching the last bout, getting, taking some notes on the uh, competition? Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. Uh... Nutmeg channels a couple more times to heal up Rakurai. As you're leaving the Grand Pavilion, a bunch of monks uh, come in to remove the fallen contestants and sort of they reset the trap doors on the towers and um, people start leaving their seats to go get hot dogs and stuff. And as you exit, you do see a section outside of the pavilion that has been cordoned off with a number of targets and people waiting to take their shot at the archery contest. All right, hold on. I got to do a thing here. Uh, Rakurai walks around the edge of the stadium and his family is sitting in attendance and nutmeg's family is sitting in attendance one of the halflings holds up this little bundle with little tiger ears and little tiger tail and she holds up his little halfling chubby baby arm and waves it says that's grandpa and rakurai waves and smiles and uh walks on all right you happy everybody that's all you get <laughs> and yet there is a like sort of a table set up where you can sign up for the archery contest if that's what you're interested in yes let's give that a shot and just strut up to the table all right what's all this about uh hello uh the archery test of skill uh are you interested in partaking I mean, what, what is what, what, what do we got to do here? <laughs> <laughs> Nutmeg uh, gets right up there. Yes, yes, we will all we'll all compete. Uh, let's let's see what we can do. Easy killer, you don't even know what we're <laughs> supposed to do yet. What if it shoot halflings with bows? You know what? Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, uh, Mr. Blue Scale, you're, you're always joking. <laughs> um, as you can see, there are three targets set up and you will be allowed to take one shot at each of them they are increasingly difficult to hit uh, you'll score points based on where you hit the targets and they are your like classic wooden stands with big bullseyes on them with different concentric circles there's white black blue red yellow leading into the center and uh, each part of the target is harder to hit and uh, you get a number of points based on where you hit it. I assume they have regular longbows for us to use? Yes, if you don't have your own. Do not. Are you going to use a large-sized longbow? I'm pretty sure the large version would have worn off by the time we got set up there. Only lasts for a minute. And I'll say, and you will sign up individually, not in teams. Uh, so you can each take a shot at it. Let's do it. 
Not exactly my forte, but we'll give it a shot here. Alright, so let's take a blue scale first. The f first target. Uh, go ahead and roll an, an attack. Um, nat one, first roll. <laughs> uh, 19 to confirm. <laughs> for a 20. Or for a 30. Alright, doesn't confirm. Please don't shoot yourself, so, Ron. It's a warm-up shot. Warm-up <laughs> shot. Warm-up shot. Uh, it's been a while since I used one of these things. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Drop back, she's like, shoop! Kill somebody in the crowd. <laughs> Bunch of people screaming. <laughs> Alright, uh... So that's your one shot for the first target. The second target... Well, hang on. Can I, uh, like, as I'm going to knock the next arrow, and he's telling me to move on to the next one. Like, I'm not, like, thrusting the arrow at him, but kind of, like, pointing it at him annoyedly. Like, I'm... Did you not hear? I'm pretty sure I said that was a warm-up shot. <laughs> I'm going to try to make an intimidate check to see if he'll let me... If he'll cow and say, like, oh, okay, yeah, that was a warm-up shot. I'll allow it. Wes has unlocked the minigame within the minigame. <laughs> Let's say DC 20. Not one. <laughs> Bam! Killing oh. it. Uh, let's see. With uh, so That's a 17 total. This referee cannot be intimidated. <laughs> he says, nice try. I've heard that one three times today already. Yeah, 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 whatever. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> let's see you in the pavilion. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's have target number two, which looks oddly blurry. That is a 27. All right, you hit the circle right outside of the center bullseye. And, well, actually, roll me a D100. 43. All right, you hit the red circle just outside of the yellow bullseye in the center, and... The um, attendant says, Five points! I think your target's broken. <laughs> <laughs> He's like rubbing his eyes. And. Uh, <laughs> target's broken. Yeah, it's blurry. And as you take aim at the third target, it looks really hard to like gauge the distance of this target. Uh, so let's have an attack roll. 16. That's gonna miss. The arrow goes wide. No fair, you, you you moved the target like two feet when I shot. <laughs> it's a scam. <laughs> scam. The attendant chuckles. <laughs> He's like, your bow, please. <laughs> you have finished with five points, and unfortunately, there is no prize. I don't remember <laughs> asking you. <laughs> well, you don't have any plushy bears. Yeah, the fact that he's an attendant and not a referee makes this total, like, carny situation. Is his name Blade? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just down at the local fair, and they just hand the bow to the next person. They're like, here you go, shoot for your teddy bear. Yeah, anybody next? Oh, me, me. Nutmeg uh, steps up with his own longbow. I brought my own! And, um, and he is super eager to compete. All right, target one. He fires. It's a 15. I brought my <laughs> A 15 is going to miss the first target. Hmm, do all these targets have spells on them? Only the second and third. Hmm. And they don't give you warm-up shots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, 
the AC is uh, each circle, each colored circle on the target has its own AC, and it's the same for e- each target. And 15 doesn't even hit the target. All right. It does not. Target two. Nutmeg takes his time. He drops to a knee. This gives him. This gives him a plus Ooh. two to hit. With a longbow, he's it's a rule. An arrow above it's his a head. rule. Does Look it? it up. Yep. It's does a, it only apply to crossbows it's when a, you're firing from prone? Uh, go go read a book. He takes his shot. <laughs> he misses. <laughs> yep. With a thirteen or a fifteen again <laughs> with plus two. Yeah, I think um, sitting and kneeling give you a plus two to ranged attacks and a minus two to melee attacks. Sitting? Hmm. Not that it, not that it matters. I feel yep. like firing a bow All right. sitting Target three. really, really difficult. But yeah, okay. You know, just in, in um, real world terms. Um, I, I don't think that I'm making up rules, but let us know. No. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Help us, Mike. Final shot with the yeah, longbow. You, you can't even use a, a ranged weapon while prone. I'm not except prone. Except for a crossbow. I'm not prone. I took a knee. I, I take a knee while firing guns all the time, and it actually really helps your accuracy. Anyways, here's the longbow shot. That's a 21 to hit. All right, you hit the outer circle. You want a D100? Yes, please. There you go. That's a 23. So it looks just like you got the outer circle of the target, but unfortunately it just sails... Like, did that sail right through it? It flies past. Ah! Zero points! Tricks! Okay. And (laughs) and Nutmeg smiles, just happy to be competing. (laughs) (laughs) anyone else yes I will take my shot and he smiles and he pulls out his own longbow and let's see what Rakurai can do first shot 26 to hit alright yeah you hit the third circle in the blue circle the attendant says three points alright he knocks another arrow, launches, 22 to hit. It lands in, well, give me a D100. No, this is the second target. Yes. Okay. The second and third. Gotcha. Gotcha. Here's, here's a percentile uh, 11. Oof. Yeah, unfortunately, it sails right through this blurred target. Zero points. Hey, what are you going to do? He knocks a third arrow and uh, assesses where Nutmeg's arrow went for no bonus whatsoever and fires a shot. 27 to hit. Here's a D100. 20. Oof. Brutal. Yeah, it looks like you hit it, but flies right through, obviously because of some spell that's been cast on it. Rockerai has finished with three points. Unfortunately, there's no prize. He turns and silently walks away. <laughs> Ten points for a prize for the bottom shelf. <laughs> you get Fifteen prizes for the bottom shelf, you can get one prize for the middle shelf. 
Uh, does Ichabod want to take a shot? No, Ichabod's been uh, fanatically clapping for all of these uh, competitors the entire time. Uh, he wouldn't, with his soft hands, um, really know what to do with the butt. He, uh, he he walks up and he says, Do magic missiles count? How about acid arrows? <laughs> uh... Unfortunately, no. We will provide a bow for you if you'd like to participate. Hmm. Well, that's no fun. Uh, uh, sure, fine. Yeah, let me... Yeah. He reaches out a weak hand and picks the bow up. <laughs> Alright, first target. Range attack, right? Okay. First shot, 20. Alright. You hit the outer circle of the first target. The attendant cries out, One point! One point? Is is that good? <laughs> <laughs> he right. doesn't respond. <laughs> Next target is a... Se- uh, second target. <laughs> is a nine. That's going Shoot. to miss uh, a lot. It goes Bounces flying off the ground. way too far up. Skips off. You hear a meow! Hits a cat. <laughs> All right, next shot. Oh, that's a natural 19 plus, uh, what did I say? Plus 7 is a 25? No, 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 that's uh, 26. All right. Uh, You hit, roll me a D100. Okay, D100. These D100s fucking have been failing me time and time again, but I'm going to roll them again because that's what we do here on the Door to the North podcast. Um, that's an 88. You hit the uh, middle circle of the third target, one no one was able to hit so far out of your team. The attendant says, nine points. Oh, what does high score mean? <laughs> did, did I break it? <laughs> and he comes in, he's like, excellent, very good shooting. And he hands you a small wooden case, um, a sort of a cylindrical case. Um, okay. I will open Inside it. Inside is an action figure of one of the random competitors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, inside is a, is a very fine-looking arrow. Single arrow. Well, while I love trinkets, um, nutmeg, it seems like you have a propensity for archery. Does this mean anything to you? Nutmeg is standing by, and he's just all smiles, and and he's like, Congratulations, Mr. Slain. Uh, Amazing shooting. And he looks at the arrow. Uh, yeah, you can, I guess, give me a knowledge or a spellcraft. I mean... I could too. And somebody roll a d100. Only a 20. Only a 20 for spellcraft. 25 spellcrafts. There you go. Ichabod, roll a d100 for me. Okay, but I told you about these d100s. They don't do too well, but sometimes, last time they did great, but I've been rolling them like at home and they don't do good. Oh, I mean, that's an 89. 
That's rare. Usually these were rolling low. They were my delta green dice. It's like mm. one out of a hundred chance you could have rolled that. <laughs> exactly. Anybody? The 88 to the <laughs> 89. Right. That's pretty, I mean, that's one in 10,000. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a plant slaying arrow. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's not probably not very useful, but there's any, a table for for what it slays. Any any lawn maintenance you need done? <laughs> it seems as if this is a uh, plant slaying arrow, but um, maybe it'll come in handy. That mech kind of raises an eyebrow. Oh. Try shooting at the Golden League. I think they're plants. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, plants? Like, uh. That's pretty good. I, I don't get that yeah, one at maybe all. Maybe it's that kind of plant slaying arrow. <laughs> <laughs> like someone, somebody is a plant, like they've been put there to carry out something in, in, in secret. Uh, uh, too smart for me, Wesley. Sorry, sorry Wes. I thought men like you were usually called fruits. No, no one's seen the movie Clue. Sorry, Wes. Surat not getting the joke was funnier than the joke. <laughs> Wasn't a good joke. <laughs> Alright, so what do you guys do next? I heard something about hot dogs. <laughs> There's a hot dog guy. Two, please. <laughs> yeah, it's got kimchi on it. It's actually pretty tasty. There, five silver apiece. There's kimchi on it. I don't know about that. <laughs> Spicy kimchi? Kimchi on a hot dog is fucking delicious. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Sauerkraut, yes. Kimchi, meh. You ever tried it? I have. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's like, give it a go. It's like, it's, it's like, like a spicy relish. Like chow chow. All right, so you guys get some hot dogs. Ch what is chow chow? Uh, like a, uh, like a spicy relish. It just happens to be called chow chow. Hmm. I just learned about when I was in North Carolina last. It's just a, like I was a, like some farmer's market. Like, Here, I got a jar of chow chow. And then I learned it's delicious. And now we make April's mom send it to us. Is is this some southerner shit that like us West Coasters don't have any idea about? Like, I don't know. I don't understand chow chow. Yeah, see, there's no avocado yeah. in it. So I don't think you guys are allowed to have it out there. Yeah. Ah, yeah. No, it's against the law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Checks out. Th these crazy motherfuckers put French fries in their burritos. Yeah. It's called a cowboy burrito. That's just called being drunk. They don't even know what a cowboy is. Well, it's usually sold as California style. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty sure that's called 3 a.m. leftover style. Weird. Well, at Aztec Grill at the local Chevy, it's, uh, it's called a cowboy burrito. Just gonna have to sit. Cowboys were famous for their french fries. Yeah. <laughs> were they? Is that why they were famous? Yeah, clearly. What else would they do? We. I don't know. Wrangle herds or something. <laughs> we. Oh, yeah. No, just, Excuse me. Just making french fries. All right. Sorry to d derail you. So I realized I was way off when in an episode or so before we were saying that the distance from the Grand Pavilion to New Harbor, where you guys are staying, was 45 minutes. I think we got it right at the beginning of this module, but it, yeah, it's actually like a probably a couple hours walk, the complete other side of Gilan Bay. 
You know when someone goes back in time and like alters your past and then a wave of temporal energy floods through time and blasts you and then you suddenly remember two conflicting histories of your own life and it kind of hurts? Mm. Yeah, I hate that shit. Yeah. Damn large hadron colliders. I don't think they're your problem, but sure. But are you guys heading back to New Harbor? Uh, kind of want to check out that next bout. Okay. I don't think we need to play the whole thing out, but I just want to make some notes about, like, okay, what what kind of uh, spells are these people packing? What does their tactics look like? Somebody come up with a cool name for the Dwarven ladies team. All right, give me 30 seconds. I kind of like the Dwarven ladies. There's got to be something better. But, uh... Here, the bearded ladies? <laughs> Chat GBT. What is a cool Dwarven lady team? Axes of Glory. There we go. All right. So, the last bout of the day at the Grand Pavilion, the Axes of Glory versus Naga's Children. Why did we name ourselves the Grapple Casters if you guys had all these fucking names ready to go? And you named us the Grapple Casters? <laughs> boys. Boys. Uh, I love what it. are we doing? Yeah. I mean, our caster got grappled. Yeah, that's kind of hey, the only twice. reason. Um, you know what would be cool is if, is if uh, in a fight you successfully won a grapple. That would be that would be pretty neat. Like it would be like a Me? character arc as, type of situation. Yeah, you. As bro. The, his his whole <laughs> character arc is to like win one grapple while he's at this tournament. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you if you accept I'll the work challenge, on you know if there's yeah, like yeah, one monk accepted. left and and. If there's just one monk left and there's no, it's your turn and there's nothing else to do, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, alter self, uh, yeah. polymorph, you got options. <laughs> yeah, not really, but um, sure. <laughs> Don't kill the dream, man. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm I'm all about it. I love it. I love what I love what you guys are doing. Let's uh, let's see where it goes. So you get in the, the bleachers to watch this bout, the Axes of Glory versus Naga's Children. And you have not seen this team yet, uh, the Naga's Children, at all. As they come out, the team is entirely made up of Nagaji, uh, which are sort of serpentine snake folk, essentially. Throughout the fight, the Axes of Glory are mainly, almost entirely martial fighters. Uh, they're very skilled. The Naga's children, however, seem to fight a little dirtier. They use a lot of abilities that utilize debilitating, ability-draining attacks and poisons. And uh, they are inflicting all kinds of debilitating conditions and whatnot on these poor dwarves. While it is a very close match, actually... At the end, the dwarves are just too debilitated and weak. And at the end, there's one team member left standing of each team. And the Naga's children come out on top. Them poisons must have been strong. Even to get past the dwarven propensity to not have poisons afflicted on them. Hmm? Yes, you're right. We should be careful of them. Maybe stay away. Yeah, we might we might want to prepare for that a little bit. Uh 
Nutmeg. Nutmeg's taking notes. Hopefully you can help us with that one. Yes, Mr. Slane. With Kurgus's blessing. Do we know what day we're fighting them? Uh, no, you'd never know who you're fighting until the day of. But as that is the last bout of the day, the monks come in and heal anyone that can be healed and clean up the situation in the arena. Uh, they leave the towers up, however, and the stadium starts to empty. Well, on a side note, what do you guys want to do? I was going to head back to the Needle House and get some grub. Okay. That's near where we're staying, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes it is. Well, like I said, it's a like two and a half hours or so walk back to New Harbor. Anything you guys talk about on the way there? So wait, every day we, we walk two hours from where we sleep to this competition, and then after the competition we walk two hours back to, to where we sleep? Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a, like a a cart or a rickshaw or something that uh, will take people, but it it's, takes a couple hours. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look close if I'm looking at this map. A pretty cool map. Where'd you get this one? The book. Convenience. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a well-drawn map. You see to the east a massive range of mountains with a huge volcano in the center and you go past a forested area that has lots of bamboo. Rakurai, tell me what it's like to be married and have children. You guys are so fuzzy. I just don't understand. Rakurai was about to open his mouth to answer, and then when you said fuzzy, he kind of, like, bared a fang and just looks uh, out at the scenery as, as we pass by, and he says... Marriage is a compromise. And he doesn't make your eye contact. And But then Nutmeg jumps in and he says, Nutmeg says, But Mr. Slane, you are married, aren't you? You, We met your wife. Ah. Uh, the marriage between me and my wife is not as much of a marriage as it is a an agreement. And, uh... Sad to say, uh, probably not as equal as it is to be purely loved. Nutmeg kind of squints and tries to decipher that. Um, what about you, Mr. Bluescale? Are you, do you have a, a lady at, at a port nearby or something like that? Nutmeg tries to... <laughs> get Blue Scale into the conversation, too? Uh, well, I, I suppose you'd have to define home, and, uh, you know, they're usually not on the ship, but, uh, an A-lady seems a bit restrictive. <laughs> Nutmeg laughs as well. Rockerai says to the rickshaw runners, faster. <laughs> faster. So, as you're getting back to New Harbor and approaching it, they let you out just outside of the village, and it's the sun is like just setting and it's starting to get a little dark. Uh, it's probably like seven or eight o'clock at night, and it seems like really quiet and dead. Uh, you know, uh, you've seen people on the road and uh, even the people 
at the Grand Pavilion after the bout was over. Everyone seems really tired. Uh, you see a lot of contestants that you see, like some of them look like they're still recovering from the poisoning. And it's a pretty low-key, low-energy evening. It's really quiet, and there's not a lot of people walking about in New Harbor at this point. But as you approach the town and come, come in through the edge of town, you notice there is a man huddled along the side of one of the domiciles here, and he is, looks badly injured. His clothes are blood-stained, and he's kind of like spitting blood on the ground. Rakurai-san, we should stop and help that man. Who? I don't know. Uh, my shoes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do you approach him? Rakurai says, so be it. And Nutmeg approaches the man, and Nutmeg mutters to himself, uh, Kurgis, bless me and bless this man. Uh, I hope he's not evil. I hope he doesn't detect as evil. And casts detect evil on the man as he's approaching him. Uh, he does not detect evil. Nutmeg says, are you okay, sir? Can I help you somehow? And as you approach him, he kind of shies away from you a little bit, puts a hand up and starts stumbling away a little bit, and he's muttering to himself, almost intelligible, but it's something like, I, di- I, didn't, I didn't know what I was getting into. Didn't know. I, I didn't know. I, wh- I didn't know what I was getting into. I, I, and, uh, yeah, he's, like, not really responding to you. He seems like uh, he's hyper-focusing on how he's feeling and being wounded. Uh, you can tell, though, that he is holding with one of his hands, like, a bad wound. Or as you get closer, you see that he's terribly bruised up. Like one of today's competitors is... You might have taken a few too many shots to the face. <laughs> Terrible defense strategy. You don't recognize him as a competitor. Nutmeg will say, uh, Sir, if I may cast a healing spell upon you. Is the guy, is the guy like, senseless, or does that get through to him? A, a heal, healing spell? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, please. Yes, thank you. I, I'm very badly wounded. Uh, yeah, it looks like he got a shank to the belly and the crap beat out of him. Uh, Nutmeg converts one of his unused spells to a cure mod. Heals the guy for 19. Well, nice. He stops holding his belly for a second, and maybe even some of the bruises kind of go away, and his face clears up. Thank thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, my, my, my name is Donguma. Oh, what's, what is yours? You may call me Nutmeg. Make. You're a kind, kind man. I apologize for my my appearance. It seems I had gotten involved with some unsavory characters. Rockerai steps forward. Who did this? Well, there was people taking bets on the tournament. I admittedly am fond of gambling and been betting on every bout that I could. I was doing pretty well for the most part, but I, I lost the wrong bet. I got a little too confident, and a group of 
thugs came to collect. I tried to tell them I would have their money tomorrow once tomorrow's round was over. It was a sure thing. I was going to bet on you all, actually. And they, they told me I, I wasn't going to be able to place any more bets and that I would have to pay my debt in blood. They beat me senseless and then they took the last few pieces of silver I had on me and stabbed me in the stomach and left me here to bleed out. I, I implore you, if you had any interest in betting on matches, I, I would not. I wouldn't get involved. So let me get this straight. You made a shitty bet. You lost all your money. Bet money you didn't have. You got your ass kicked. That about sum it up? Yes, I suppose when you put it like that, it, uh, seems like it's my own fault. He kind of turns to his group. Well, sounds like our job's done here. Noodles? <laughs> of course, uh, I could eat. Ooh, do they have chicken? Yes, I'm hungry. And Nutmeg's like, but wait, uh, that's, uh, that's, there's, <laughs> we should do something. And Rakurai walks off with the, with the, with the other guys. <laughs> you no, know, I'd be good to know where that action is. Make a couple bets on ourselves. <laughs> guys. 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 The guys don't really care. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting more pushback on that. Says <laughs> <laughs> Nutbag, stay back with him. Um, where where do you where do you stay? Uh, I'll try to, I'll try to work on this. Nutmeg's lawful good. He's uh, obligated. He feels obligated. Uh, but you know he he is in service of Rakurai, so he can't get distracted. One mission at a time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. One mission at a time. Exactly. Did you say he was going to help him back to where he's staying? Sure. Right, so the other three members of the grappled caster make their way to Yan Loy's noodle house. Uh, it's not a very big village, and uh, this man tells you he's staying with a friend who is just a, a couple blocks back this way. Uh, it's away from the noodle house, but it's, it's like three or four houses down, we'll say. The Nutmeg uh, helps him back. He's feeling a lot better, but he's still a little out of it and self-loathing and wishing he'd made better decisions. Have you heard of Kurgis? I pray to him every day, and yeah, Nutmeg gets in on on the guy's weakness and starts pitching his his religion. Roll diplomacy. Okay. That'll be a four on the die for a seven. He's like, Kurgis, uh, is that... Not- <laughs> Sorry, man, I'm, I'm not really a religious person, but that's great for you. God of competition. <laughs> Never even heard of him. Oh, d- does he like gambling? <laughs> yes, let me tell you all about him. <laughs> He's like, oh, you know what? Actually, this is my, this is me right here. Um, uh, I, I, I should, I should really get some rest. Thank, thank you so much, though. Honestly. Oh, so okay, so all all your problems are taken care of. Well, thank Kurgis. <laughs> all right, sleep well. I happen to have a Clergus for dummies in my pocket right now. If you would like one, <laughs> he shakes your hand and goes inside. And uh, it's pretty dark at this point, but I have not made. Give me a perception check. That's another seven. Another four on the die for a seven. 
However, I would also like to sneak in a sense motive if I could. Spend some time with this guy. Uh, sure. All right. Let me hit you with that. Get a read on him? Yeah. That's a 30. Yeah, you feel like he was not lying about anything he said, uh, and uh, he seemed like a pretty good guy, even though he made some bad decisions and had a gambling problem. Well, Nutmeg feels good about himself, and he's hopeful for the guy, and he doesn't notice anything as he strolls <laughs> over towards the noodle house. Nutmeg gets a couple houses down, and then is... A little surprised as this large, brutish figure kind of steps out from behind one of the buildings and just stops him in his tracks. Like he runs into him. He's like, where are you going, little guy? He's a large, bald human man, and he's pounding a fist into one of his hands. Nutmeg smiles, steps back, says... Didn't get enough competition today, huh? Me neither. And he cracks his knuckles. And, mm-hmm. and he says, By Kyrgyz, show this man that I'm not so small. And he casts enlarged person on himself. Oh, okay. He grows to be medium-sized. And, and the guy smiles. He's like, oh, big man. Big enough. He puts his thumb and his index finger into his mouth and whistles, and Nutmeg notices five more men come up behind him. That's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Oh, man. Nice. I had a good one. What's going to happen to poor Nutmeg? Damn. He's going to become the leader of the underground gambling syndicate. (laughs) If these guys are like level one or two, I think he can take them all. got back to the noodle house uh Ichabod Slane is is like standing next to Rakurai being like I didn't mean necessarily fuzzy like you guys are fuzzy I meant fuzzy like you and your wife have such a good relationship I swear it's uh it wasn't a physical descriptor more of an emotional descriptor (laughs) don't hate me
Go do some math.